I'm here with a legend of the golfing world. A man who has broken records and rewritten the history books. Morris Flitcroft. <coughs> Brush me. You made your name in the British Open in 1976. Now, why did you choose that particular tournament? Well, it was, it, Morris chose me, really. It, it was a calling. You Americans might call it a destiny. And it was an unlikely destiny, wasn't it? Because you were working as a crane operator at the time, am I right? Yes, but when I took up the game of golf in uh, 1975, I was working full-time as a crane driver, or operator, as you would say. So, well, tell us about the young Morris Flitcroft. Did you dream of becoming a sportsman as a child? I, I had dreams, but... Uh, you know, where I, where I come from, Baron Furness, uh, it's a small world, put it like that. In one of those weird little coincidences that makes you think that there might be a god playing tricks on you after all, Tessa Thompson's King Valkyrie in Thor Love and Thunder spends quite a bit of the picture wearing a Phantom of the Opera t-shirt from the famous Andrew Lloyd Webber show. And why not? She looks like she could be a fan of musical theatre. And then... The next day, I go and see a film called The Phantom of the Open, named after a book, which was named after a newspaper headline, which was named after a nickname for an English crane operator and fabulist called Morris Flitcroft, who still holds the record for the worst round ever shot at the British Open, 121 in the 1976 qualifying rounds. Flitcroft was a stubborn man. And when he was banned by the British golfing establishment for pretending to be professional so he could gain entry to the Open, he continued to try, often using false names and disguises. He was a peculiarly British character, and The Phantom of the Open is a very British film, one that owes more to the broad 1970s television spin-off films like Are You Being Served or On The Buses than the slightly grittier stuff like The Full Monty. There are some dodgy 70s wigs and facial hair on offer, some wide ties and lapels, you know the sort of thing, but it doesn't seem to build its world with much care and attention. It's all a bit of a joke, and so is Paul Morris. We've come outside to the studio car park to meet the man who shot a world record 121 at the British Open. He is the world's worst professional golfer. No, sorry, I don't, I don't agree with that. I'm not the world's worst golfer and I'm willing to prove it. OK, great. So we have set up a little golf course here in the car park. Yeah, it's not, it's not a golf course, it's a putting green. Great. It's exciting, isn't it? Oh, now that was close. That was just a practice shot, you know, and get the pace to the green. Yes, well, it, it has been raining out here, so, uh, so it could be a little bit damp, couldn't it? Oh, now, you feel that you should be let back into the Open, is that right? Yes, an Open Championship, you know, should be open to everyone, uh, like the FA Cup, you know, give the, give the little teams a chance. Oh, now, bad luck. Flitcroft is played by Academy Award winner Mark Rylance, one of the finest British actors ever to tread the boards. But since that Oscar for Bridge of Spies back in 2015, I found his screen performances to be somewhat idiosyncratic, as if he's bored with naturalism and wants to play with it a bit. But that play can often come at the expense of the ensemble or the whole story. In Ready Player One and Don't Look Up, 
He played similar tech entrepreneurs, people who are not really of this world. They see beyond it into a world only they can imagine. I'm sure there's truth in characterizations like that, but that sense of a character not really being present in his scenes, or even in his own life to any great extent, can make that character a pretty frustrating one to watch. And it's that kind of performance that Rylance brings to Flickcroft. He's playing him as a dreamer with an accent and a moustache, a walking apology for his distractions and his obsessions, but with not much else going on to build a film on. At the end, as is so often the case these days, the filmmakers present some real-life footage of the man, so we can compare, and it's a puzzling choice. Because the Flickcroft in the grainy video is nothing like the version that Rylance produces. And then you see why Rylance has made those choices, because 90 minutes impersonating that dreariness wouldn't sell a ticket. But replacing it with two or three mannered character traits doesn't really help either. Maybe Flickcroft did a couple of eccentric things once and then found he had to keep going. But that alone doesn't make him interesting. Oh, <laughs> you practice on the beach and all. Uh, sorry, uh, uh, my English... Uh... Oh, no, um, uh, pra practice on the player también. Ah, sí. It's the opportunity to aprend algo nuevo sobre el golf, ¿sí? Uh -huh. uh, ¿Qué mal? Uh, ¿Cómo puedo uh, hacerlo uh, um, bueno air? You know what I mean? Also, and I'm sorry to aficionados out there, but golf isn't very cinematic. One player against a ball simply doesn't generate the tension that a great sports film can. Or at least it doesn't here. I used to be quite fond of televised golf, late on a winter's night, watching random people walking around the countryside in warm sunshine, the occasional pause, silence, then thwack, and then more walking. I found that very soothing, but not terribly dramatic. To ratchet up the tension here, we have to have Rhys Ifans as the secretary of the Royal and Ancient pretend to have steam coming out of his ears. It's one of the more thankless roles I've witnessed in recent British cinema. The saving grace is Sally Hawkins as the saintly Jean Flitcroft, the rock the whole adventure is built on. Often an annoyingly fussy actor, but when confronted by Rylance's teeth and wig, she sensibly dials it back and tries to find the heart of the film. And for the most part, she succeeds. I knew a young man once. Said it was going to be somebody. Promise me diamonds. Caviar, champagne. Travel the world, he said. Sounds like you, you should have married him. <laughs> I know you've made sacrifices for us, Morris. You don't have to look after us anymore. It's your turn now. For what? Oh, it's up to you, isn't it? Can't think of everything. 
The Phantom of the Open is rated M for offensive language, but not for offensive northern stereotypes. And you can find it at select cinemas all over the country now.